0: From Fox Sports, our good friend in L.A., Aaron Torres, joins us, and you can hear him on the Aaron Torres podcast as well, and you can hear him on the bench regularly talking college football and college rack. How you doing, Aaron? I wish you were down here. I know you're busy. Uh, We almost uh, ran into you here. You were going to come down and hang out with us tonight, but I'm still glad you're on the show.
1: Scotty promise next time you guys are in LA, uh, some came up tonight. I got to be up early tomorrow. I know it's still early for you cause you're still on that East coast time, but unfortunately for me, uh, you know, listen, next time it'll happen,
0: I promise. All right, uh, it's good to have you on. I got a lot of uh, stuff I want to talk to you about, college football. Sure. Uh, first of all, the Penn State beating of Maryland tonight, 59 to nothing, the ranked 12th in the nation, how dangerous is this football team to go, you know, literally they go to College Park and they, put, I mean, just absolutely took their girlfriends from them.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, listen, I mean, the crazy thing about Penn State was – I really didn't think they looked all that good through the first 3 weeks of the season. You know, they play an FCS team to open and then um last two games they play Buffalo, they play Pitt, they get out gained in both of those games. We know the weird deal at Pitt where against Pitt, excuse me, where uh Patton elects to go for the field goal down, so, you know, all the weird stuff. And so I was pretty underwhelmed by them. Now, look, are we a little bit too excited about Maryland off of one win against Syracuse, and maybe Syracuse isn't that good? Absolutely. But I thought it was a totally, um, you know, positive statement for Penn State, obviously, to win the game the way that they did. Uh, but, you know, they're also a really young team. Listen, you know, their starting quarterback, obviously, Trace Mc mick Sorley leaves tommy stevens the backup transfers to mississippi state they lose a bunch of other guys and so you kind of just bury them before the season starts behind the ohio states michigan's Wisconsin, whoever and maybe they really are just a really young team that's getting better every week that seems to be the case and yeah as you said scotty blackout at maryland uh did not work out well penn state just dominated
0: tonight. I mean, that was humiliating and then, yeah. I, you know, I gotta tell you like, I, I've always questioned uh, on the show the Maryland Rutgers ads to the Big Ten and I think Frankly, tonight's a really bad look for Maryland. Uh, what do you think of Arizona State, Cal? And my question is this. Do you think that Herm, because he's in, in year two now, and he's doing a hell of a job, there's just absolutely no denying it. And this team of his has been holding teams under 14 points. It's a 7-7 game at the draw. And I got to tell you, uh, it's, it's a good game. Do you think he'll keep coaching in Tempe for you know years to come, or do you think it's a short run for him there?
1: Can I go back to Rutgers in Maryland for a second, Scotty? Yeah. And go
0: back yeah, to Arizona State? Yeah. Listen, because
1: I, I was going to say, you know, I, I've been covering college sports for a while. I'm a young guy. But I remember when this wave of realignment happened. I said, there are a lot of college athletics programs that are selling their souls for money. And I remember saying, West Virginia, listen, I know the Big East doesn't exist anymore, but when West Virginia went to the Big 12, um, I I said, like, West Virginia will never compete for a national championship again in my lifetime. And we saw it this year. Dana Holgerson left this offseason, and his argument was basically like – Dude, I can't compete with Oklahoma and Texas. I could compete with Pitt. I could compete with Syracuse. I could compete with Boston College back in the old day, but I can't compete with Oklahoma and Texas. And so I think we're seeing the same thing with Maryland and Rutgers. Listen, what was the ceiling on Rutgers? I don't know. But Maryland, when they were in the ACC, they won – ACC championships, they went to Orange Bowls and major bowl games and all that stuff. So it's crazy. I think it's one of the things that hasn't been talked about uh, throughout this realignment Kind of wave. By the way, interesting game tomorrow between Nebraska and Ohio State. Will Nebraska ever get over the Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan hump? I don't know. We can get back to Arizona State if you want, man. But I just thought it was such a good point by you, Scotty. It's something I've been saying seven, eight years now. I get why some schools made the moves that they did. It was for financial reasons. But you know the fastest way to not make money in college athletics? Don't be competitive on the field, and I don't see how this ever gets better for Maryland or Rutgers, as you mentioned, when you got to play Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan every year.
0: You know, I've had Aaron Torres with us. I've had Tim Brando, the governor, on my show for years, and he's always lately been selling me on Scott Frost and Nebraska that he thinks they'll win a national championship. He thinks they'll win Big Ten championships, and I think he's absolutely drunk. I think Nebraska (laughs) should be in the Big 12, and they should have never left the, the Big 8. They should have never left that conference. I think they look ridiculous. I'm just being honest in the Big Ten, and I think tomorrow they get their ass beat. Well, I,
1: I, I agree with you on tomorrow. And Ohio State, man, like, first of all, I'll say this. is I think Ohio State may be the most complete team in the country right now. I don't know if they're the best team. I think still Clemson, if Trevor Lawrence figures it out. Like, I think their ceiling is probably higher than anybody's. Uh, Alabama probably not far behind them. But Ohio State, top ten in every defensive category. Justin Fields, 13 touchdown passes, zero interceptions, et cetera. But the Nebraska point is so well founded, and and I know Tim too, and I love Tim. I think he's great at what he does. But you know, it, it just it, there's some like I, I watch college athletics now, and and it feels weird. It still feels weird six, seven, eight years into this Nebraska to the Big Big Ten experiment. And when you look at Nebraska, when you look at who they were competing with in the big twelve they they recruited Texas well uh during their kind of their glory years and all that stuff, and now it's tough to sell a Texas kid on coming to Nebraska when his parents and his aunts and his uncles and his brothers and his sisters can never see him play so I'm with you listen i 'll say this. I think Scott Frost is as well as Nebraska can do or will do for the rest of our lives, Scott. I don't know what that means. I don't think it means national championships. It's really, really, really hard to get to the level of Alabama, Clemson, whoever else. But it's especially hard when you have all the geographic disadvantages. And like you said, like I said, I think leaving the Big 8, the Big 12, that Midwest, foot, or I guess you would say Southwest, you know, Midwest footprint for the traditional Midwest, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, whatever. I think it's been a bad move for them. It hasn't worked out. They haven't been competitive. I'll tell you a crazy stats, Scotty. They haven't finished the season in the top 10. And you and I are old enough to remember every year competing for national championships. They haven't finished a season in the top 10 since 2001. Uh, that's a long time ago.
0: No doubt about it, Aaron. Aaron Torres with us. Uh, Auburn has been very impressive, if you ask me, that offense of theirs. They're home against Mississippi State tomorrow. Are you buying or selling Auburn this year?
1: You know, it's tough. I mean, I'm buying them on being better than I thought they would be. But I I still, listen, first of all, I'm still not sold on how good A&M is. But I still go back to that opener against Oregon. They get dominated for probably two, two two-and-a-half quarters. They do win the game. But the final play of the game, the Hail Mary, I guess it was probably the second or third to last play of the game, you know – Bo tosses it up and it works out, but it probably wasn't the right play call from Gus Malzahn, and so I buy them to win tomorrow. I buy them to be an eight or nine win team, but I don't buy them to be able to beat the big three in the SEC, which, by the way, they play all three of them. They play at LSU, and then they play Georgia, they play Alabama to close the season at home. Um I, I like them. I, I think they're further along than I thought they would be. I think Bo Nix is better than I thought he would be. I don't know that them winning at A&M last week sells me that they're on that level, that they're the top ten team that they're currently ranked as. I think they're good. I don't think they're they're LSU, Georgia, Bama good,
0: though. So uh, Fink is going to go again for USC, uh, and he looked fantastic against – Utah, now he's got to go up to Husky Stadium to take on Washington. How do you like his chances on the road there with USC and the Huskies?
1: Well, I think it's definitely a tougher deal. Um, and the one thing I will say is that uh, Washington can move the ball. Bo- First of all, to go back to the game, and I know you guys were on air during that game last week against Utah, Utah. Um, you know, every statistical measure says that Utah should have won that game. They outgained them, more first downs. They fumbled the ball in the red zone when they were driving in for a touchdown right before the half. And so I'm not sold and and I'm not like a anti-Clay Helton, you got to fire him, he's the worst thing ever. But I'm just not sold that that game last week was some incredible testament to USC, you know, vaulting to the top of the Pac-12. I think Washington's really good. Going on the road's going to be tough. I'll tell you this, too, Scotty. I don't know if you had a chance to watch last week against BYU, but Jacob Eason, I'll tell you, man, we're talking about all these transfer quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields at Ohio State. Jacob Eason was throwing the rock around the field, man, and that's a guy that people forget uh, was the number one ranked quarterback coming out of high school a few years ago. Obviously, he ends up at Georgia Uh, loses the job because of injury, but I'm telling you, man, that kid looked really, really good the other day. I think that USC struggles with Washington uh, for many reasons, including
0: because of Jakey. So let me ask you about um, Virginia. They got a great pass rush. They're 4-0. They're going to South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame just played Georgia, as tough as anybody could, in Athens. They're going into it 2-1. I think they're laying like 12 or something in that game. Will Virginia get to book like they've been getting to everybody else and make that a great game, or is Notre Dame going to rub them out?
1: Yeah, you know, this is one. um, You know, personally, I'm just going to stay away from. But I do think there's – You know, a little bit of an after effect of Notre Dame. First of all, Notre Dame really wasn't playing that well going into that Georgia game. um, We're giving up all kinds of weird chunk plays against New Mexico the game before, and they did not look like a top 10 team, uh, you know, prior to that Georgia game. Now, to their credit, they played really, really, really well between the hedges. Um, But I think losing that game the way that they did, being on the cusp, losing another game against the top 10 team, um, you know, I worry about kind of their mentality coming back. And and, and Virginia, like you said, Scotty, really good defense. Um, you know, they're coming off kind of a dud of their own, but I think they were probably looking a little bit ahead to this Notre Dame game. Right. I wouldn't be, yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if it was close until late. I do think Notre Dame pulls off the win, but I think I like Virginia to the point. How
0: about Jalen Hurts and that offense at, at Norman, seven, uh, almost, you know, s- 676 a game is insanity they're taking on Texas Tech and every time these uh, teams play it's over 60 the number sixty-nine and a half. 69 and a half another wild one in uh, Norman tomorrow
1: it'll be interesting um you know the the you know Cliff Kingsbury, as you may have heard, uh, you know he's gone. He's in the NFL right now. Don't know that. <laughs> Don't know that. I think he'll have much more success in the NFL than he's had in college. But uh, you know Texas Tech is trying to play this defense, and um, you know uh, they still throw the ball, but not like they used to under Kingsbury. I think this one could be a little bit more low scoring than, um, you know, I think the the casual fan might think, you know, Texas tech, they've only played one power five team all year. That was Arizona. They only scored 14 points, but to their credit, they only gave up 28 points. Now listen, they still lost by two touchdowns. It's not a good look, but I mean, you know, I I don't know how many times they've given up 28 points to a power five team the last couple of years. So defensively, they are significantly improved um, You know, and I just think it's going to be an interesting watch. I think Oklahoma's going to win. I'm just curious to see, you know, Texas Tech has this new coaching staff, emphasis on defense basically going away from the air raid and everything that uh, Cliff Kingsbury did. More than anything, Oklahoma wins, and I think they win comfortably. I'm just kind of curious to see. I think it might be a little bit more low-scoring than a lot of people think.
0: So Indiana's going to East Lansing against uh, Michigan State, and the uh, Spartans are ranked, but they shouldn't be, if you ask me. But Indiana's (laughs) got this Michael Penix kid, the – quarterback but he's missed the last couple of games they won't say what the injury is because as if anybody gives a rat's ass what Indiana's <laughs> injuries are but they're, it looks like you know if they're not going to they won't announce if he's going to play or not but, but if you know he doesn't play Peyton Ramsey will go but Indiana's averaging 300 yards a game or more passing the ball so far in a Big Ten so Allen's offense is, is clicking and I don't think Michigan State's that good is that game going to be better than advertised because Indiana has been so far uh, been able to throw the ball
1: yeah, I, I haven't had a good read on Michigan State all year, or maybe I just haven't. Had, I, I take that back. I haven't had the right read. I've given them too much credit. Thought they would perform better against Arizona State than they did a few weeks ago. Um, I just don't think they're very good offensively, and I don't think that you know the fact that they put up some points against Northwestern changes my opinion on that. Um, you know, listen, the thing with Indiana that I don't think people realize Outside of the Ohio State game, which I, I, I kind of shared with what I think about Ohio State, I think they could be really good. Indiana's looked pretty good through these last couple weeks, and, and they're they're 3-1. and one. All three wins are by double figures. So, listen, I wouldn't be surprised because, one, like you said, Scotty, I think Indiana moves the ball a little bit better than a lot of people think. And on the flip side, like, I just don't think Michigan State's very good. I mean, Michigan State's kind of one of those weird teams where, you know, I've seen the articles start to pop up, and I, I think they might be fairly accurate. of You know, has the game, has the offensive part of the game passed Mark D'Antonio by? Um, I, I Like, I think it's kind of fair when you consider that this team was abysmal offensively last year. He refused to make changes. They were banged up by the end of the year. They were fully healthy coming into the year, and they don't really look all that much better. So that's a long-winded way of me saying I think I agree with you, and that this one's probably more competitive than people think. And I'm just not buying Michigan State. I don't think Michigan State can win any game that's not you know 14 to seven, 14 10 kind of deal.
0: All right, Aaron, killer stuff. I'm glad you got to come on tonight and talk college football. I'm psyched for another big weekend of action. Uh, And it's a good game going on still. Third quarter, 7-7 Arizona State and Cal and Berkeley. Thanks for coming on the bench tonight. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again real soon.
1: All right, Scotty. I always appreciate you having me, man. We'll speak soon.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?